0: You know, every business I've started has been to solve a problem that wasn't being addressed in the marketplace, you know, whether it was tax, whether it was helping people create content to, um, you know, the events, the way we throw them, you know, we're not throwing 10,000 people events yet, but we're throwing these very high level quarterly events that, um are very different than everyone for sure. else's events and for sure. you know now we're doing things um in the nonprofit space with Wealthy Kingdom like launching these Bible studies nationwide I for entrepreneurs that. like nobody's doing it. It's like so we're trying to create these things that I see as you know issues that aren't being addressed in the marketplace properly. Yeah. And so yeah, but but that's that's how value and innovation happens. It's Absolutely. like somebody looks at it and they finally say enough is enough. Yeah. Like I'm going to address this. Yeah.
1: And then I'm going to create something that fixes or is a solution to it. Yeah. And that's, I think why it's so important. And I don't know how many listeners you have, but for your listeners, like it's so important to understand a simple principle. You were given so many things, so much potential and so much capability from God. It should be your duty to begin to create that which he gave you the power to create. Mm. And the more people that create, the greater this world becomes. Yep. And from a loving God, that was the purpose was to send all of these people down here and go, "Hey, I gave you the ability and the power to create anything that you want. So go and do it." Mm. And that dude, that's a big thing that people aren't doing and that's what I want to inspire people to do. Yeah, you know? So let's talk about your first business. Like what was the first business that you created and started? So uh, just to give you a little bit of a backstory. So I was a a missionary. Um, I did uh, I did missionary work in Seattle, preached the gospel for two years. And the whole time growing up, my father was fairly sick. I always knew my father was not going to live a long time. But my dad, from the time I was from the time I can remember, was Go to school, get a degree, nine to five, 401k, do the safe route and take care of your family. Like, that's what my dad taught. Like, that's what you got to do. And I hated that. But, <laughs> but of course, that's what he taught me. Well, as I started to get older and older, by the time I was 17, I realized that that was not probably the right way because of how sick he was and watching his work kind of just thrown to the side. Mm. And he was the CEO of a great company. So when I went on my mission, I essentially thought like, dude, this may be the last time I see my dad because he's so sick. Mm. So I went on my mission. I was a missionary, um, really worried he wasn't going to be there when I got home. He actually ended up lasting all the way until I got home. Mm. I got home from my mission. And then the last two months uh, or two months later, um, he passed away Mm. and on his deathbed, I specifically remember having conversations about his regrets, and his regrets were really, really simple regrets. I wish I would have done what I wanted, and rather than teach you the quote-unquote safe route, I would have just done what I wanted to do. Yeah. So, dude, I'm 21 years old. I'm laying next to a dying father who says that the safe route is not really safe. And I just made the decision that I was never going to work for somebody, and I was never going to be put in a position like my father, mm. which was, you're sick, you're tired, you're old, we're going to get rid of you. Mm. So hopefully you'll find a paycheck somewhere else. I was never going to be powerless, essentially. So dude, from 21 years old, I've, I just committed. I was like, I'm never going to work for anybody. I'm just not. Yeah. And that's when I started down this path of being an entrepreneur. So immediately, I became a personal trainer. I worked for myself. Um, and then I became so good at being a personal trainer that a gym had me come in and start running their personal training program as like a subcontracted dude that just did sales. After I started that, I sold $2 million in personal training, and they were mm. like, this is unreal, right? <laughs> and I realized I don't want to make anybody else money. Even if I'm not really working for them, I still don't want to make other people money. So I started my first company, which was called MoFit, which stood for <laughs> mobile fitness. Oh. I hired seven personal trainers. I went to people's houses, knocked on their door and said, I can get you in shape <laughs> I've at my- your house oh. without anything. You don't have to go to a gym. You don't need equipment. You don't need shit. Yeah. I will bring a trainer here two to five times a week, depending on what you can afford, and – and we'll just rock out. Yeah. So, dude, I went to all these gyms. I took trainers. I was like, come work for me. I'll pay you more than you're making now. And back then, a twenty five hundred bucks for a trainer was was great. Yeah. So I started making these trainers three, four, five grand a month. And they were working from five in the morning till five o'clock at night. Yeah. Training people in their homes. So they would go to their house, train them with a BOSU ball, kettlebells, bands. Yeah. They you know, bring you all the equipment. Yeah. You yeah. don't need a lot of equipment to really get someone in shape. Right. Yep. So, so I launched that. And then shortly after, because I was an athlete, I launched what was, what I called Mo skills, which was mobile skills training for mm. kids. Mm. And we started training, doing the same thing. Well, I realized how quickly this was becoming big. I was doing when I was 22 years old, I was doing about $75,000 a month and I was paying about 15 grand a month to my trainers. <laughs>
0: yeah. You're so I'm like, it. dude, 60 K. What was your job most of the time? Just knocking doors?
1: No. Yeah, it was it was running the whole business. So I would sell. I was always the seller. So I yeah. would go, hey, hey, this guy's in. so Cool. Let me get on the phone. Let me go meet with them at their house. OK, here's what you are. You're 400 pounds. You need to lose 150. You're going to need to see a trainer four times a week for the next year. Here's a contract. Boom. Let's get done. Mm. So I would sell it. And then obviously I would service it with the trainers. And then I would also train, right? I would train higher end people, but I would yeah. train, I would do the books. I would build the business. Essentially. Yeah. I tell people all the time, cause I mentor business owners, you need to be working on your business, not in your business. And I learned that really early on. It's like, dude, I'm not going to be a trainer that works from five <laughs> in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. I'm going to be the business owner that works from five in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So we did that. I built my first business. I had ample amount of trainers. We had Tons of clientele. It was awesome, dude. It was unreal. And I didn't know shit about anything. All I knew was how to sell personal training and make a ton of money, right? Yep, yep. And so I started to learn the back end. I started to learn infrastructure and all those things that are important. And it took me forever, but I knew I needed to go bigger. So I bought into the biggest gym, even to this day, one of the biggest gyms in Utah. I went in, I said, I want the building and I want the business. And I know this gym sucks right now, but when I bring in my revenue from personal training and we do what we do, we're going to flip this thing around. So I started at the gym, we did that. And then from there, I realized I could create whatever I wanted to create. I could literally look at something and go, I want to build that. So it's a funny story. After I started the gym, I went in. I I never go to the dentist. I went into the dentist, like hadn't been in for eight years. I go into a dentist and I've been paying dental insurance forever, which is complete bullshit for everybody listening. <laughs> dental insurance is garbage. So I go into uh to a dentist and I have him do my, and he goes, you're great, dude. No cavities. Everything looks great. Clean my teeth. I come out and it's like 300 bucks. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell, dude? I've been I've been doing dental insurance for eight years. I've never even been to the dentist. And now I got to pay you 300 to clean my teeth. So I went back to the dental office a week later and I, I sat down with the dentist. I was like, dude, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I think that I can get you more clientele. And he, he was he was a friend of the family. Yeah. yeah. Um, didn't really know me, but he knew that I was building things. So he was like, <laughs> I'm going to take a risk. I said, listen, I'm going to build a whole entire business. All I need you to do is service it. That's all I need. So I went back in and I said, here's what we're going to do insurance. I don't want to do insurance at all. I want to do this the same way I do personal training. I want to tell people, here's what you need. And here's what you're going to pay for on a monthly basis. So now you got all these people in the dental field or dental industry that are used to saying, Hey, that's going to be 20 grand worth of teeth work. And they go, well, my insurance only pays two grand. Cool. Well, you owe us 18 or the the normal people. They go, pull my teeth, pull my teeth. Cause I, I can't afford that. And then I sit down with them. I go, Hey, looks, looks like you got 12 grand worth of work. Um, We're going to give you a contract for 15 months. You're going to pay 700 bucks a month and we're going to get everything done. And you know, like your face is really important. Your grill is really important. Right. And if I have to spend money, I will. So all of a sudden we started signing up hand over fist people who never had the opportunity because they didn't have 20 grand. They didn't have dental insurance. They had nothing. And they were their only other option was to get their teeth pulled. So, dude, we started having people roll in and I started signing them up. But dude, I literally photocopied my personal training contract to dental work. Like I was like, here you go, dude, this is what it looks like. 15 months at 12 grand. It's 800 (laughs) bucks a month. So all of a sudden my dent, my dentist comes to me. He's like, dude, we're doing more work than I've ever done. I've been a dentist for 12 years. Yeah. So, dude, I, again, I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is the way. And, dude, within a month, I go in with my wife to get a breast augmentation. I sit down with the doctor and I'm like, I think I can, I think I can make, <laughs> I think I can make your plastic surgery clinic just rock. And he was doing like 20 or 30 breast augmentations a month. He's doing well. I go, I think we could kill it. <laughs> okay. And he was like, what? And I said, just you just clock in and clock out. I'll do everything else. <laughs> and he did the same thing. Now this is where it gets crazy. I took the same idea and I was like, listen, you're making all these 19, 20, 21 year old girls pay seven grand for breast augmentation. They got to get credit. They got to get a credit card. They got to do all this shit. What if we financed them? <laughs> and he was like, what do you mean? I was like, what if we tell them it's a thousand dollars down and it's 500 bucks a month? It was actually 399 a month for the next 15 months. Yeah. He was like, oh, I guess it might be able to work. Well, dude, we started a business. We did 65 breast augmentations our first month. (laughs) And my doctor was like, no, that's too we had to bring on. So, dude, we started a plastic surgery clinic. And the rest of my life, that has essentially been what it is. I roll in, I see something, and I go, I think I can create something different, something better. And then we just go to work and do it.